All right, so I want you to imagine for a second uh, that you're standing in front of the entrance of a very large maze, literally like a, like a huge maze, like a life-size maze, okay? Whether it's you're envisioning something like a, an English garden, you know, with topiaries and walls or a dungeon or whatever it is you're envisioning, the rules of this little thought exercise are that there's an enormous maze in front of you, you're outside of it, um, and the only thing that you know is that the maze is very large. You can't cheat and jump over walls. Let's say there's a ceiling, so you can't jump over walls. Um, and you know it's complicated. You have no inside information on what's inside the maze at all. It's a huge maze. Now let's look at our skill sets. What, what do we have? What do we possess in our knowledge base to get to the center of this gigantic maze? Let's, whether it's a giant circle or a giant square, you need to get to the middle. And it's a trick to get there. There's all kinds of dead ends and everything. Okay. Now, your skills. Well, let's see. You have your problem-solving skills. You can look at a situation and say, okay, well, <clears throat> this looks like a possible solution, but it may not. You also can learn from things. You try something out, it doesn't work. You try something else out, it doesn't work. You take a right turn, take a left turn, two lefts in a row, then a right, nothing. Uh, you turn back around, you remember that. You can uh, do things like leave breadcrumbs in areas that you've already been to. You're already imagining all of this stuff about this maze, about what you can do. And look at the other skill sets. For example, you can walk. Sounds stupid, but bear with me. You can walk. You can even run. You have decent skills on running. You may not be the fastest person in the world, but you can run. You can. And your goal is to get to the middle of this maze. So if you take all those skills that you already possess right now to get to the center of the maze, if you really analyze it, there's a problem. It doesn't matter what your problem-solving skills are and the ability to leave breadcrumbs and learn from your mistakes. Those are good. Um, your otherwise logical, rational human being who can make decisions based on a situation as best possible, um, and you're willing and wanting to go to the middle of the maze. That's your goal. You can walk in. You can run. You can do things quickly. You can run through that maze if you wanted to. But the problem is you don't have any knowledge of that maze. So for all your skills, there's going to be a lot of trial and error, a whole lot. This, I want you to imagine a complicated maze, something really substantial, okay, like huge, something that you can't just quickly memorize, even if you saw you know, an overview map of it or whatever. See, with all the skills you already possess, even problem-solving skills from other things, like other puzzles you may have solved, you do not have in, you know, inside knowledge of that maze. So for all your running abilities and deductive reasoning and everything else, you're still going to have to do a ton of trial and error, a lot of, you know, wrong turns, a lot of second guessing, a whole lot of second guessing. You may already figured out where we're going with this. And that is, that is how learning a new skill is. Okay. You have to go into it with a lot of trial and error. You have to go into it with a lot of willingness to do the trial and error. You have to utilize the knowledge you do have at least to try to come up with something while trying to learn as you go forward. Okay. Right now, your ability to sprint as fast as possible is irrelevant because all you're going to do is marginally speed up your trial and error process. But you can also make mistakes because you're going to be in a hurry. You're going to miss a path that you didn't see because you're busy trying to run because you have no knowledge of the maze. Okay. So the entire premise of this whole episode today is how to navigate the maze the best way possible. And how do we do that when we're learning a new skill? Well, everything I've already mentioned is important, but without a map, 
This is where we mess up. This is where we take way too much time and energy because we don't have a map. What is the map of the maze when you're trying to learn a new skill or an entire field, entire industry? That, of course, is training. It can be in the form of mentorship, classes, university, you know, videos online. But the more inside knowledge you have, the better your existing skill sets will work. Everything will be amplified because you have a map. See, if I handed you a map and you're like, you've never been in there, but here's a map. Oh, the map will take some study and some analysis, but it is exponentially more useful to you than trial and error. Okay. Now, because life is also much more complicated than a nice, even clean maze, you can also assume that inside this maze with map in hand, that there'll be problems. There'll be unexpected things. Okay. You might get to um, an area where the ground is um, questionable and crumbly and you're not sure if you can walk across it. Uh, there might be something you have to jump across that you didn't count on. The map does not show that, but you did not count on jumping across that six foot wide, whatever, uh, etc. You can get as creative as you want. You can make, I don't know, dangerous things in there. You can make booby traps, <laughs> dragons. I don't care. I don't give a shit what you want to think, but you have the map. You still know that there's going to be challenges, whether they're extreme or very basic, but the map is so important because if you're doing trial and error and there are pitfalls and traps and things in this maze, your trial and error is going to wear you out and you're going to get frustrated and you're eventually going to think this is not worth it. That's because instead of dealing with one, one trial, one booby trap, one problem, you're dealing with 70 of them because you keep running into more because you don't have the damn map. And here again, education, mentorship, school, training, that is the map. And you might think, great, you know, this is obvious. We know you have to learn. You got to go, you know, get taught, if you will. Yes. But I'm going to tell you from my personal experience that I am actually probably inordinately stubborn about being taught. I don't think it's an ego thing. I don't mind people teaching me. My problem is I don't reach out and I do run into the maze. And there's, of course, life has multiple mazes. It's not just one. Um, but I do run into the maze full tilt and trial and error until I get frustrated. I continually do this. I did it when I first started, especially um, with retouching. As a graphic designer for 20 years before that, I had the idea that I could figure out retouching. I didn't sit around and think to myself, you know, very logically and rationally. All right. I have a strong background in Photoshop. I should be able to do retouching. No problem. Got it. It wasn't that literal. It was just, um, let me go in and figure this out. Bad habit. When I finally got proper mentorship on retouching, it was a map to the maze. You know, there was still the challenges, but there was a map to the maze. So this also brings me to my next point, which is there are different types of practicing when it comes to any skill set. Okay. We can have wholly inefficient and useful, but not nearly as useful practice. And we can have very practical, efficient and purposeful practice. And you can guess which one requires some knowledge and some mentorship, right? You can eventually figure just about anything out. I say just about anything because you're not going to stumble across neurosurgery just by pressing on on YouTube and 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 well, you can't test on anybody, so that's not going to work, right? But you can't just casually figure some things out, right? But a lot of things, especially in the arts, which is mostly what we discuss on this podcast, in the arts, yeah, 
there's a lot of things that eventually you'll push on. And then there's counterexamples that people tell me too. Well, you know, the fact that I didn't know any type of map, any type of, you know, plan, any type of mentorship is why I uh, ended up with this relatively unique or extremely, you know, offbeat uh, approach to my art that has made me successful. And I really like it. Okay. And then someone else might say, well, I had a mentor. I went to university. I did XYZ and uh, it was stifling and boring. And they tried to make me into them. And they actually, I think, killed my inspiration more than helped it. Fair. All that's fair because that's the beauty of life. It's so gray area. Everything fluctuates. But in general, even if it's just once, getting a map as opposed to completely going blind is important. You could look at the map, excuse me, the map, the maze. <laughs> you could look at the map of the maze and it's complicated. And as you're analyzing the map, which is effectively studying with a mentor or getting taught or lessons or whatever, you might immediately see something that sort of innately tells you, okay, I see this, but that, that doesn't make sense. I'm, I don't know that I'm going to like that, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to follow the map, but I don't think that's the best way. Okay. So then you have this just sort of impulse, this kind of gut feeling about something. Then you go and try it and you go, sure enough, the map suggests this. I think this is better. I'm going to go this way. But see, you had a map to give you an idea and it got your brain thinking in some other way. Training, even if you use 1% of it, is better than zero. And you might have one training session and then explode. Now, several episodes ago, we talked about the different um, sort of levels of experiencing, right? And they weren't linear. If you haven't watched, if you haven't watched, if you haven't heard that episode, go check that out. It discusses the differences between amateurs, professionals, um, which are experts, masters, and geniuses. And when you're talking about these levels of experiencing, levels of functioning, right? You could be, let's say, although unlikely, you could be a genius, but a genius still needs guidance. And you can be uh, a master who's, if you're a master, you're well aware that you always need to learn. But sometimes that little spark is what you need. You might be capable of self-teaching and you're very good and, and intuitive at your skill set. You have a natural, you know, you gravitate towards it. It's very natural to you. I'm not saying necessarily you're a genius, but let's say just you are naturally inclined to, to do well and to learn quickly in what you're interested in, your art. Okay. That's great. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. People like Bruce Springsteen who say it took me years of hard, hard, hard practice to learn to play guitar. That's awesome. I think he's done okay with his guitar, wouldn't you? Um, and then others say, well, yeah, he took to guitar at a young age. He was kind of a master at it by the time he was 15. And here we are today. Everyone has a different path, but I don't think there's anything that, you know, no one should decline any type of mentorship or training. Listen to advice, watch what other people's do, um, and intentionally look for knowledge. You know, yes, we're in a modern era where we have YouTube and YouTube and other sources have a ton of free video content. You never know what you can gain from it. Now, on a last previous series of the podcast, which is no longer online, I talked about the concept of the perpetual amateur. We want to avoid that too, guys. The I'm not going to go into it again, but the basic premise of the perpetual amateur is that you get into a cycle, which becomes sort of a crutch of uh, training videos, mentorship, training videos, mentorship, workshops, training videos, and that's all you do. That's all you do. It's six years in, you've taken a hundred classes, but you haven't done all of this uh, possibly for the appropriate motivations, for the right reasons. 
you've done it thinking that if I just keep pushing this, eventually amazing art will emerge. At some point, you, you do have to jump off the cliff. You have to fly on your own. You might need one lesson. You might need 10, but I doubt you need 500. And so we get into that perpetual amateur cycle where all we're doing is taking workshops and taking training, and we are not putting in the work. We have an enormous pile of maps, whether they're rolled up or folded up. We have a huge collection of maps, but we won't run into the fucking maze. We don't want that either. So you see, I'm, of course, as, as is my podcast, I'm kind of everywhere here because I want to try to just hopefully bring these, in my opinion, fun kind of ways of analyzing things. So you think to yourself, where am I? Am I standing outside of the maze? with a map and just staring at the map and I'm frozen because I don't want to dive in? Do I have a map but I'm ignoring it? I'm not paying enough attention to it and I'm just running in circles, running into walls. Am I running through the maze as fast as I can without a map and I'm frustrated and I'm getting tired? See, when you look at it that way, why would you run into a complicated maze, literally run, physically sprinting, into a complicated large-scale maze without knowledge of the maze? Now, if it was supposed to be for fun, a game, a challenge or something like that, Okay, that's fine. Let's just see what happens, right? That's just a game. But the, the assumption here is that the maze is monstrous and it could take you weeks, months to figure out. So it's not fun at that point. You have a mission, right? So it, with that idea in mind, where are you? Where are you? Are you looking for maps? Are you looking for some kind of inside information on the maze? Or are you telling yourself that, hey, man, this is just how I roll. I run into the maze full tilt and I keep running into shit and I'll figure it out. It's just how I am. I don't need no teaching. I don't work though that way. Okay. Are you that? Are you collecting a giant pile of maps, like I said earlier, and not actually going into the maze? We have to find out where we are, knowing that our mission to increase our skills or learn a new skill is a complicated thing. It is. Okay. And we have to find our balance between mentorship, education, like I said, university, training videos, workshops, and doing and practicing. Okay. See, many, many decades ago, I taught, for example, music. I taught guitar. And a lot of my students were like teenagers. So I have these teenage guys come in and I saw them once a week in my lessons that I gave them. Now, this might surprise you, but the kids who practiced when they weren't just in front of me once a week, got better than the kids who only played when they were in front of me. Ooh, big surprise, right? So practice is obviously important, but those kids who didn't practice at all, they probably just, their head wasn't in the game. Their head was not paying attention to the maze. They were standing outside of it and, and picking up maps once a week, probably because their parents made them or they just, their head wasn't in the game. But the kids who were there taking the information I gave them with the maps that I was handing them and running into the maze and coming back and saying, here's what I figured out, but I have a question about this part of the map. Okay, no problem. We, we clear that up a little bit and they go back and spend a week running, in, running around the maze looking for their goal. And of course, the final statement here is that there is no goal at the, at the end of the maze. You think there is, you think there's something in the middle that's the prize and there is no prize. It's literally forever. But still some guidance is going to get you through the maze with less pain, more satisfaction, and a lot more skills acquired right? You will have things that are like prizes, things that are successes and things that worked well for you, but you won't have one master ultimate prize. That's not how skills and art work. We don't seek out the one thing. There isn't one major goal. Once I get to XYZ, I will be good. Now I'm good. 
therefore I'm good. That's not how art works. That's not how skills work. It's a never ending thing. But still, you don't want to be standing outside an enormous hundreds of miles wide maze or however big you want to imagine without wanting some inside information before you dive in. That is education. So as an educator, I will tell you that I have been stubborn in my early days. And now I look forward to, to anything I can learn. I watch YouTube videos. I will start a video on, on some retouching process and seven minutes in, I, I know everything they're talking about so far, but I keep watching because every now and then you get a gem of something, even with all my experience, because all I do is retouch all day long for years. I have a substantial amount of experience, but there is always something to learn. And when I spend seven, six, three, 20 minutes watching something and feel like, well, I knew all of this, I can still get a different perspective. I can get a different idea. A part of the map that was blurry before, but I understood it could be cleared up. There's always something to learn. But if you, again, find your balance because you can't have a pile of maps and do nothing and you can't do all the things without any guidance from a map. So I want to mention that today. I'm going to wrap it up now. But if you have any questions, always drop me an email, nbp at ninabatista.com. And remember, this journey is never ending. This journey is beautiful and it's wonderful. It's that fluidity and uncertainty that makes it beautiful. Okay. So if you feel like you heard this episode today and you think, well, there's my problem. I need some training. Go get a little bit of training and try it out. Get a little bit of a, a focus on a map. See how that helps you when you go into the maze next time. And then see if you need more. See if you need more clarification or if that's all you need. Right. And if you're piling up maps and you're piling up maps and that's all you have, here's your sign. Here, here's me trying to urge you and, and just motivate you to go into the maze. You have all this knowledge. Go into the maze. Make some mistakes. Practice incessantly. Take 700 left corners. Drop the breadcrumbs, etc. Go do the thing. I promise you, you're going to be a lot happier.